Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is April the 13th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits with high hopes. Uh, as for me, uh, I would be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Be straight with the mood. Kind of shitty. Kind of bleh. Kind of bleh. But overall, I can definitely say it's been a good week. Not too much to report food corner wise uh as of thursday but i will say i went to el trumpo with some friends after like work like we all got together after work and el trumpo is like a mexican restaurant i haven't really been there in a little bit but actually this time i didn't really gorge myself because i you know i'm trying to budget and trying to you know live a little bit more carefully again and um i just got a beer and you know just chilling and one of my friends, she just didn't want the rest of her fries. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll take them. And they were like a little bit of a carne asada uh, fries or AKA steak fries, I think, right? I don't know. But it was really yummy. They were good. So uh, that's a dub for me. But yeah, I, you know, like I said, not every uh, week's going to be a super sunshiny week. But I will say the weather is beautiful right now in Ohio. It's nice. It's nice to get a good change. I was talking to my coworker, and I'm like, we're still in that phase where I don't trust it yet. I don't trust spring yet. I like, I don't feel safe until May. Yeah, hopefully we don't have any like snap cold weather or anything like that. But I can handle like you know waking up and it's around the 50s in the morning, and then we get up to the 70s, 80s. Like, okay, that's nice. All right. Yeah. Right now it's my computer's telling me it's 82 degrees right now. It's sunny. Ooh. Also, I got my oil changed today, so yay, that, awesome. You know, so I mean, hey, we're being productive. We're being efficient this week, as uh, as I like to do. <laughs> but other than that, I won't bore you with the, the personal news anymore. We can get into some real news, the gutsa. All right, so from NBC News, FBI arrests 21-year-old Air National Guardsman suspected of leaking classified documents. FBI agents took Jack Texiera into custody Thursday afternoon without incident, attorney Merrick Garland, General Merrick Garland, announced. So I'll give you a little bit of a rundown here. I'm not going to stick probably too much to this shit, but this is to the article by this shit. But this is an update from the leaked documents we talked about last week. I know I said a lot of it was focused on Ukraine information that, U.S. intelligence has compiled and it got leaked from a discord from a discord to other discords to Twitter 4chan. It was all over. Now, I also found out a little bit more as of today about what some of the documents were. Well, not just today. I've been kind of like, you know, learning, learning and living along the way. But I will say I listened to what was it, the daily and they had an amazing um just episode about what what all like was about and this you know obviously the episode had gotten had taken place but i think he had just got arrested yet a day so this was like breaking news a little bit so this all is kind of like crashing moving fast but it's not really surprising considering how big the leak was now i've heard that you know in some 
circles that initial reports were like, oh, it's not that big of a leak. It's just like super damaging because it's recent. But I've also heard as of this article that there's like 300 photos of information. Now, let's talk about Jack, though, because Jack's kind of obviously very important since, I, like I said, I speculated that it most likely would have been like a Russian leak, considering how there was like doctoring of information or whatever. But obviously we're seeing now, um, also he was arrested in Massachusetts. Um, but, you know, we're seeing now this is an American, 21 years old. So, I mean, more or less a youngin. But um, obviously old enough to know what you're doing. Old, old enough to go to war, brother. <laughs> but uh, Air National Guard. I think he's been a part of the National Guard since like 2019. But uh, he is like not bad in terms of like, I think he was like high rank in terms of like he, you know, did a good job or whatever. Um, so he had like good marks is what I mean. Not necessarily like high standing. Uh, let's see trying to think here what we want to talk about if I want to pull any more from the article but um he was known as the OG online so uh, like also I think the name of the server was like thug something uh also this kid was like racist so that's like I don't feel bad for cooking him at all there's like a Taku article that also covers it there's a lot coming out as it is and obviously I'm gonna miss some stuff here but in terms of just more on, like, what the leaked documents were, it, a lot of it all, like, was centered around Ukraine. And I guess Jack wanted to, like, impress people in this Discord server because they were, like, looking up to them. They were, like, younger kids and things of that nature. And when it, people weren't impressed, they would, also, like, also talk about, like, these gun YouTubes and things of that nature. So, like... Jack would flex and he'd like show them more documents and like <laughs> I think I read a uh, I don't know if this was actually from the discord it might have just been from whatever but it was said it said source this dick I don't know that's not really relevant to this article or anything like that but for some reason that just made me laugh because it's like a meme but just it just reminded me that the energy of this is just so young and essentially this 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 person this jack he just wanted to be noticed he wanted to like have this control and he thought he was doing something big by like showing these classified fucking documents now granted this shit sat for about a month we're just now kind of finding out about it but obviously it's crazy that the biden administration just found out about it the same time you or i found out about it like that's crazy like last week so, obviously, that's no good. That's obviously a big hole. But um, other allied countries that were affected, let's see, Israel, also Egypt. Uh, we talked about South Korea. But with, like, South Korea, it was more focused on the, uh, the ammunitions issue, which we also talked about from, like, the leaked documents, the lack of ammunition that they needed to kind of, like, finish this war uh, also, there was more talk about, like, how the, um, American, like, intelligence is really viewing the war right now, how they're not really stoked that this offensive coming up, this counteroffensive coming up this spring might not be the decisive thing that we want to see, and that would be bad, and that's not good, 
Also, they asked a lot of these, like, really, like, kind of scary questions, like, what would happen if Putin died? What would happen if Zelensky died? But didn't give any, like, answer to said question. It's just, like, they're popping it out. It's like this, like, all this brainstorm information was also leaked out. Uh, Let's see. In terms of Israel... They wanted more support. I can't remember quite. I think it might have been for like the anti-air stuff, like anti-air missile stuff, since they've been having to deal with a lot of artillery from Russia side. And also talking about how like the unwillingness from both sides, like from South Korea and Israel to like kind of commit more or be more direct in it. Also back to South Korea. I know I'm zigzagging here. Sorry. Just keep up with me. Follow me. Follow me. Um, There was receipts maybe not necessarily receipts, but like how much would this all cost to send this um, ammunition? And also that this is kind of an issue for South Korea to even do because they're not supposed to be sending any kind of lethal aid. Like the aid that they were supposed to be sending was more like financial, more like support. We've kind of talked about like, I think Japan has done this where they send helmets and like armor, things of that nature. They're not sending any like ammunition or things like that. But because South Korea is like the one that makes this HIMAR ammunition, they really needed them to come through. So all this is kind of getting laid out on the table. This seems to be all for some petty flex on a Discord to impress some people. I don't know what games they were playing on the server, but um, eventually this does wind up going to a Minecraft server, which I found pretty funny. And I really hope that this fucking guy played Minecraft, but there's no confirmation of that. Jeez, uh, Pete, like I said, there's probably going to be more to unfold here. Uh, might hit the story again. Like I said, this is crazy shit, but don't want to cover and kind of elaborate more, give an update. But we can move along now to another update that we have. And actually, I'm going to take an early break, a pre-break, if you will. Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. From Politico. Tech consultant arrested in killing of Cash App founder Lee. Now, we talked about Bob Lee's death last week. He was stabbed to death early morning. Actually, I think the time was like like around 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, there was a bit of a fallout. This being San Francisco, a lot of focus on crime, all this. But there seems to be like, you know, a quick arrest. Uh, Nima Moini, who is 38 years old, was booked on suspicion of murder. San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott said during a news conference. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins said Moini will be charged with murder in Lee's death and is expected to be arraigned by Friday. Now, there's not much details in terms of like you know what exactly is the reasoning behind this like what's the alleged motive that hasn't been you know announced yet but i believe that they work together at some point and i also believe that moini moini trying to pronounce that right 
uh, he has his own like tech startup thing now. Like he was doing his own kind of thing. But you know, this is a big development that I wanted to cover. Also, I feel like this kind of puts some air into this whole crime conversation because even the likes of Elon fucking Musk was talking, you know, directly to like, you know, San Francisco attorneys via Twitter or whatever. Like, what are you going to do about this? And it's like, dude, we're doing the best we fucking can. Like one, boom, they got the guy. They got the guy, like at least allegedly, whatever. And two, if this is the guy and, and you know, this is, it holds true, then guess what? Like, this is some kind of personal fucking issue. Like, and especially because when people are talking about crime, I, like, I don't know. It is one of those things where it's like, we're talking about urban people. Like, mm, the poor urchins of the street. Really, we're talking about, we're, they're trying to say everything but poor black people in this conversation without saying it. But, like, clearly, boom, you see this person. And it's like, this is some personal issue. Like, that's why I can understand why, you know, you know, San Francisco, you know, they came out and were like, hey, we're defiant here. Like, we're, we're telling you there's a, you know, there's a quote here. Um, yeah, Bill Scott. This is from Bill Scott. This doesn't have to do with San Francisco. This has to do with human nature. So that there's that issue here. I'm not necessarily being beholden to that quote. Like, when we, we talk about crime here, we're, we're usually talking about the systematic issues that lead to it. But, um... Yeah, this was a big development. I obviously am going to keep you guys posted. Um, sorry, I kind of got a little bit uh, derailed there. I fucking hate Elon Musk, man. I fucking hate Elon Musk, dude. I, like, that, that shit makes me red. It throws off my whole fucking shit. And sadly, that's that's kind of the, the, a problem for me. Because, like, you know, this is uh, about Bob Lee. A man who was, you know, living his life, doing his thing. And his life was ended, you know, tragically too soon. Um... You know, so obviously, you know, condolences to him. And uh, yeah, I will keep you posted on what comes next with that. Another update on this fine Thursday. This one's really bringing a smile to my face. Uh, This is from Politico. Second Tennessee state lawmaker reinstated. So Justin Parsons who um, was the second uh, lawmaker reinstated, and then Justin Jones, who was reinstated earlier this week, have, um, you know, they both made it back. I know if you listened to, you know, previous episodes from last week, this this struck a chord for me. Uh, just, obviously, my heart isn't in Tennessee or anything like that. Never fucking been there. But to hear these representatives stand up for something that they felt charged to do by their constituents to to stand up for this like to fight like for some kind of legislation that's actually going to potentially solve an issue at least help the issue of gun violence the fact that they stood up and fought for this and then were immediately just shot down, and not just shot down, because like we said before, you could have censored these men. You could have censored them, and also Gloria Johnson was involved, but she obviously, you know, she was fine. She did not get expelled, you know, white woman, you know, whatever, but these two black men did for this doing the same thing, for standing up for what they believed in here in a situation where there is a supermajority of Republicans just shooting down any kind of thing that they don't want to hear. 
and to actually hear more footage here, like, you know, to listen and to like, they, they would step up and say, Hey, I want to talk about this. Like, I know this is the bill you guys are trying to continue on. You want to get back to business as usual, but we have people outside and they would just get silenced. They would literally get silenced. And after, you know, just seeing that this wasn't getting anywhere and they were saying even this, this was them all week trying to fight over this issue that they took back to the people and said, hey, we want to do something. We want to fight for you guys. We're trying. And then they all came back and for doing that and with a megaphone in hand that they did not use in the actual well, they were expelled. But due to the whole process that took place, um, they were able to, you know, rally and people just voted them right back in. Like, it, that's just the, the process of this whole thing. So, you know, you voted for the appointee and then boom, there you go. They're back where they need to be. So I'm glad it happened quick as you like, faster than I expected. Um, like I said, I was in tears. I was sad because like I said, I, I not saying, oh, I see myself in them. No, 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 no. But it's the idea of when you are young, you are told that you got to do your best. Like you got to try. And if you try and if you want to put your hands on the wheels of this system, you can change it. If you put your hands in and get in, like you're told that when you're young. And obviously when you're black, you know that you're going to have to fight even harder to get to the same places that people that that white people just get. <laughs> so the idea that these two representatives did the best that they could for their constituents to get where they were at and now they are sitting here and nothing is getting done nothing is getting done and all the other democrats around them are just twiddling their thumbs up their asses doing nothing nothing at least to see people try to try to buck the trend of just being quiet and just taking it, to me, that's kudos. That That's all the flowers. Like, I couldn't ask for more from, the, for these, from these people. You know, obviously Gloria Johnson included. Because obviously hearing her story, she had been silenced for most of her career. Like, trying to do the best she could. And whenever she would speak out, she would just get a small retribution of being like, you know, oh, we're going to actually, like, put your office in, like, a cult, the smallest place we can find. Like, they were trying to office space her. Like, that's crazy. So, obviously, even though this is a dub, this is great. Um, I don't think this changes much in the status quo. It is good to see them back. And hopefully there will be change. But the supermajority still stands. Also... Uh, it kind of remains to be seen if it's going to shake things up in the state itself because there are Republicans who were happy to see this, conservatives who were happy to see this display, that they were like, yes, kudos to the Republicans for holding their ground and standing and, and dealing with insurrectionists. They, they, they ate up the line. They ate it. They loved it. So, I mean, I hope this does change some shit, but, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath there. But, you know, like I said, yay, yay. Um, from NBC News, Louisville, I'm, I'm sorry, Kentuckians, please forgive me. I am from Ohio and it shows Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. <laughs> I'm sorry. Louisville bank shooter was seeing counselor for depression and anxiety. 
family spokesperson says. His family was working with him and through it, the spokesperson says. That's the bad extent of what they're comfortable sharing at this point. Uh, this is, um, we're talking about the Louisville bank shooter shooting that killed five and injured eight. Also, Connor Sturgeon, the shooter, he was also killed. I don't know if, yeah, I don't think they're naming him in the five. But this was a shooting that took place. Uh, let me read the victims. Tommy Elliott, who was 63. Juliana Farmer, 45. Jim Tut, 64. Josh Barrick, 40. And Deanna Eckert, 57. Also, there was eight police officer or eight injured and two were police officers i'm sorry officer nicholas welt 26 was shot in the head he uh, underwent surgery and was listed in critical condition also the other officer Corey galloway was grazed on his left side police said i was listening to start here and they said not Nicholas Welt, I believe this is like almost like a training day situation. Like, like, I mean, like out of the movie training day, he was a newer police officer, probably like one of his, like, this is like your first time in something like this, this big, this intense. And right out the gate, you just get shot in the fucking head. So I can't even imagine that shit. Um, obviously condolences to, you know, the families, those who were lost. Uh, but yeah, Connor Sturgeon worked at this bank. I believe, yes, it's old National Bank. And he had just gotten fired. But I believe I heard that he was up until like a certain point doing pretty well in the company. But he would describe himself as like a, a loner. Uh, had like self-esteem issues kind of growing up, things of that nature. Uh, that being said, I think him being fired, oh man, that was a girthy burp, sorry, but uh, him being fired, I think, was a snapping point, and he bought a gun, I believe, six days ago, something like that, um, like about a week ago, and obviously it's an AR-style rifle, no fucking surprise, easy to fucking get as fucking easy as goddamn mcdonald's fries in this country and uh yeah uh he went to the bank and started shooting i believe his parents though they found out like his he had a roommate his roommate called his parents and also i think his uh connor called his parents as well like saying goodbye and all that kind of stuff i think he also left a note but, yeah, they tried to call the police and, you know, warn them, let them know, that, like, you know, we, we can't stop him. He's, you know, he's going to do the shooting. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it sucks that this is the norm, you know, that, uh, I mean, there there is video if you'd like to go have to look at that, I guess. Um you know, go through the whole play-by-play if you like. I really don't want to because we just do this shit so fucking often. You know, I, I, I really can't imagine being a fucking, uh, you know, on-scene reporter or what have you having to go to these places over and over again. I mean, obviously not over and over. This, this happens throughout. The, but, like, just seeing it and going through it and ugh, I don't know. It, it, ugh, 
it's it's a bummer. Um, and I and I do I do feel bad for the parents in this situation. You know, this isn't a, I this isn't a situation where like oh wow like we we didn't see this coming or like it's this isn't a thing of neglect. They were trying to work with their son, and at the end of the day, there's just only so much you can do as a parent, as a friend, whoever. Uh, I I think also they're going to check uh like do a head scan for like CTE. Uh, like a critical uh, traumatic thing. I can't remember what the acronym is. But um, see if he had any head trauma, which can also lead to like highly erratic behavior, violent behavior, things like that. Also, the event was... Sorry, uh, that's fucking content brain. It, not an event, but it was live streamed. I, I often say live stream event if it's big. But uh, some of this I pulled also from CNN. Uh, let's see, I have the title for it. What we know about the gunman who opened fire at Louisville Bank. But, yeah, he live-streamed on fucking Instagram. It was taken down, though. That's, uh... Oh, and also, uh... Yeah, 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 Brashear. Andy Brashear is uh, governor here. And it was sad to hear that he um, had friends who actually died in this, uh... Shooting. I think he said, like, he had, like, one really close friend he talked to, like, every day, and then also another friend who, um, you know, was shot and killed. So, uh, it just sucks that the degrees, it's almost like the more this happens, the more it happens, the fear grows that it's going to be someone you know. I mean, and and I hate to say this sound, like, not to make this about me or whatever, but, like, I, I definitely remember when the Colorado, like, movie shooting happened, and I was, uh... I wound up working at the movies uh, two, three years later or something like that after that. So I remember, like, the climate was still high there. And obviously, like, they don't mess around. They run the drills. They, like, we have the sit-downs. Like, you know all the procedure. And it makes you think. It makes you wonder because that shit happened, you know? And it it's a shame that it's not going to fucking stop. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna waste too much of your time on the, the, the fucking rhetoric. You know it already. We can move along. Uh, actually, we're on our last bit, though. So let's, 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 let's end on, uh, this isn't a, this isn't even a fucking high note. I wish I could say I'm giving you good news, but it's kind of part, it's part and partial. We'll take what we can get, right? Whoa, yeah. All right. From Reuters. Biden administration to ask Supreme Court to stop abortion pill curbs. Uh, ooh, wow. So uh, let's just kind of get to the meat, or what I'm considering the meat here, <coughs> and then we'll work around the crap. Uh, the New Orleans-based fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals late on Wednesday put on hold part of last Friday's order by U.S. District Judge Matthew Cashmark in Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas, that would have removed the drug from the market by suspending the FDA approval while he hears a lawsuit 
about, or well, he hears a lawsuit by anti-abortion groups seeking to ban it. The Fifth Circuit, however, declined to block portions of Keishmark's order, reinstating restrictions on the pill's distribution that have been lifted since 2016. In addition to a requirement of three in-person doctor visits to prescribe and dispense the drug, those restrictions include limiting its use to the first seven weeks of pregnancy down from the current 10. So this is kind of the best we could do in an emergency situation here. Also, it's not something I didn't talk about when we initially talked about this banning that Cash Marks, Cash Mark, oh, fuck him, fuck his name, uh, put into place was that this is like a clear example of judge shopping. Uh, essentially, what that is is the group that wanted to, like the anti-abortion group that wanted to see this mephipristone pill get banned. They waited and waited and waited and went to this judge in Texas where there were no other dissenting opinions. It was just him. And he was like an avid anti-abortion guy. Like his, a lot of his career, he's just decorated about it. That's why when he heard their arguments, he just said, oh yeah, that's so fucking based. I love it. I'm just going to use it in my whole fucking thoughts and thesis here. My like summation of uh, how I view this law. And we're all simpatico here. And that's how we're here now. Now, granted... You know, from Washington, they found a judge on the other end of the spectrum, you know, as an example of the shopping, the judge shopping, whatever. They found a person who's like, okay, what we'll say here is, at least in these like dozen states, these Democratic areas, you can for sure have this pill. So where we're at now is more or less, you know, what we've talked about from the New Orleans Fifth Court. But um, obviously these new stipulations are going to make it a bit different. And then not to mention you have Biden besieging the Supreme Court to, you know, rule in on this, potentially kind of speed up the process, get this in the docket earlier so that you can have, you know, a closing arguments so we can have, you know, a thing to say here. Problem is we're talking about a supermajority still. Nothing has fucking changed despite the fact that, yeah, you know, we're talking about all this bullshit about all this like you know, extra-ass fucking travel trips of luxury and cool fucking relics that Harlan Crow is giving uh, Clarence Thomas, which also I've learned, a, I've learned a little bit more about Harlan Crow, which I don't even think I'm going to like be putting any of these thoughts and stuff on the pod. But um, if you're a Chavo Trap House fan, then you already know. This shit is crazy. Fuck that guy. Fucking, fucking rich bitch monster type motherfuckers. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you just shouldn't get rich. You just shouldn't get rich. I mean, obviously, we all want to get rich. I would love it. But, like, it makes you weird. It makes you so fucking weird and nasty and cringy. Like, I don't know, man. Ew. And and this guy's got so much money. He's, like I said, he's just giving cool little artifact knickknacks to people. Like, oh, you're my friend. Like... Like I said, here's this Frederick Douglass fucking memoir book that he, like, you know, handwritten. His little notes. Here you go. I like you, man. Figured you'd like that. But anyway, this supermajority is still a supermajority. And they're going to say, like, 
They could easily just say no. Case Marsh says right. You run it exactly how he says, and that in this method method stone could just be nixed, done. Um, so we'll see. Like honestly, that's why we gotta kind of count this as a dub because the Fifth Circuit here from New Orleans could have said that, and they didn't. They at least said we'll cut the baby a little bit, which maybe that's a bit morbid to say, but fuck it. Um. All puns are intended on this podcast. I don't know. I don't have anything else to really add here. I know there's going to be more down the road. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I this shit, this shit sucks. The climate for women is very hostile. The climate for, you know, trans people is hostile. For gay people is hostile. For black people is hostile, man. Shit. It's hard. It's so hard out here, man. Uh, obviously, it sucks to talk about that shit time and time again. But, you know, I try to add some levity where I can. I try to do my best to get it right. And hopefully it, it, it gets you thinking. And hopefully it starts more discourse on shit. I don't know. I don't know why I do it. I, I just enjoy this shit. And I appreciate you for sticking with me. So, thanks. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I got to hop into shill mode, though. Patreon.com, says Isaiah News. That's if you want to get the extra episodes that I put up every week. Also, you get the hot link to the Discord. Though I will say that's a free option. You just got to find me, and I will give you that. Put you in the Discord where I don't share government secrets. It's just cool memes that aren't racist. Uh... <laughs> Also, you get a shout-out every month. You become a newsie, and that is a high privilege. Also, if you'd like, I can, like, do a little advertising for you, or you can talk about any, like, I'll plug any news you want to talk about. I love doing that. Uh, But once again, that's something you can do for free if you find me and want to, you know, talk to me. Like, hey, this thing happened. Isaiah, you might want to talk about it. And I, there's a good goddamn chance that I might. (laughs) Uh, but let's see, free ways to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Also, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Every once in a while, I dust off my Tumblr, but most likely Facebook or Twitter. Those are the best ways to really find me these days. Uh, yeah, you can just hit me up. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Uh, but hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.